Welcome to Ritual Pursuits. Natasha here. I just wanted to let y'all know at the top of the episode that we did have some technical issues with Lauren's mic. So some of the audio quality is pretty rough. We'll definitely have the mic fixed before we record our next episode and I will continue to get better at editing as we go along. So my apologies for the audio quality this time around, but I promise we can only go up from here. So I hope you'll stick around for future improvements. Second thing, we're both pretty new to podcasting and we were <laughs> really nervous recording this episode, but I think maybe the worst part is we're having an episode and we're talking about the new moon in Aries and the eclipse is going to happen at the same time. And I sure did spend most of the episode calling it a full moon. <laughs> so it's not a full moon. It's a new moon. Just wanted to let you know up front. So when you hear that, you're not too terribly confused. You'll get to hear the moment where I realize I had been making that mistake for like an hour. But anyways, just wanted to let you all know. Thank you so much for tuning in. I promise things are only going to continue to improve. But now on to the episode. Hello and welcome to Ritual Pursuits. Today we are recording our first official episode. My name is Natasha, your regular host, and with me is Lauren from Fire Moon Astrology, who will be a regular guest on this podcast. <laughs> and actually the first few episodes might just be me and her <laughs> until I get all of my shit together. And yeah, this is a podcast where I will probably cuss a lot. So, fair warning. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lauren. I am happy to be here. We're going to jump into talking about the eclipse that's happening in a couple of days. But first, I kind of just want our listeners to meet you, get to know you, chat about astrology in general a little bit. Let's see. Can we start with maybe what is the first memory you have of just kind of engaging with astrology in general? Uh, it would probably be like as a teenager. I'm sure I don't know what magazine it was, but you know, back in back in the day, we had the you know like the Teen Beat magazines and the horoscopes, <laughs> and uh, and those would probably be like the first first time I guess I ever engaged with astrology. Uh, I think what it uh, what really drew me to it being a Pisces is that. I really did connect with my sun sign, um, so it, it made sense for me, for the most part. <laughs> nice. I feel like I remember seeing those, and at that age, like, really not connecting with my sun sign <laughs> as an Aquarius. I was just like, this is weird and silly. Uh, and then much, much later as an adult, realizing that it's a, a much more complicated system with a lot of options for interpretation kind of really opened it up and made it really interesting for me. When was the first moment that you became aware of how much bigger the system of astrology is just like beyond the existence of sun signs? Um, I'm not sure exactly when that was, but, you know, of course the internet. Uh, <laughs> really changes yeah. things, huh? <laughs> yeah. I remember like going on the internet and pulling my, uh, pulling up my, uh, birth chart for the first time and of course I've looked at it and had no idea what any of it meant other all I knew was like you know just basic sun sun sign astrology uh, 
And but I was just amazed by like the fact that people could learn that and look at a chart like that and get so much information out of it. Yeah, it's still mind blowing whenever I just like see people casually pull up chart and then just start talking about it. And and to me, it's literally like a foreign language. It is, it is like learning a different language. Uh, I think now would be a good time to explain that I am a traditional astrologer, traditional Hellenistic astrologer. Um, and astrology is basically a divination technique. So um, it, that is the way that I read astrology charts. I use the seven traditional planets and uh, as the as the rulers of the signs and they use a whole seventh house system so um, it's kind of just um, maybe the difference between using a tarot deck or an oracle deck or different you know tarot decks you're gonna you're still gonna get you know your answers I guess you would say that's a good way to put it it's just the technique that I use if that makes sense <laughs> you're good it does make sense yeah, so astrology is a huge topic. I'm sure that we will cover just like random bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. over over every episode that we record together. I feel like I'm I'm breathing past a lot of things right now. <laughs> but we're going to we're going to put that up to nerves this being the first episode and whatnot. Uh and maybe just dive right into talking about the eclipse. So the upcoming eclipse on April 20th is going to be in the sign of Aries and it's going to be the first eclipse in Aries that we've had uh, over a period of nine years. So the last time eclipses were happening in Aries were nine years ago. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. Eclipses move through the signs of, at a period of about 18 months to two years is what so they, the, the start of this eclipse cycle, I believe this one lasts around 22, 23 months that we'll be having the eclipses along the Aries Libra axis. So what does that mean exactly? Does that mean, well, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a guess. Like the Aries Libra axis, is that because the eclipses will happen in those signs? Is yes. that what you mean? Okay. Yeah, eclipses in astrology, there are the nodes of the moon. You have the north node and the south node. And when you have a full moon or a new moon occurring within around 15 degrees of the nodes, that's when you have your eclipse. So the nodes are in the Taurus and Scorpio axis. That's where we've been having eclipses occur since November of 2021 and they're slowly shifting to the uh, axis of Aries and Libra with the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sometimes it can be challenging to like parse out what is the astronomy of astrology. It's because astrology is interesting because it's very it's all the interpretations of what this Mm -hmm. stuff means, but it's all based on like 
the literal stars and planets and things moving around in outer space. And so sometimes it's like, wait a minute, what are we, what are we talking about now? Is this like a real physical phenomenon or are we talking about like the mythopoetics of it? But I guess, let's see. So eclipses in general, what would you say are some of the big themes that show up in astrology around an eclipse cycle? Endings and beginnings are usually themes of the eclipse. And this particularly, I think more so, has a theme of beginnings with it being in the sign of Aries. In um, the sign of Aries, I've been since um, 2014, nine years ago. So yeah, it really really big emphasis on new beginnings, even more so when you consider the um, following lunar eclipse that's going to be happening on May 5th in Scorpio, which, I mean, if you look at it from the perspective of the seasons and the time of the year that Aries rules, you know, it's the beginning of spring, you've got new, new birth, growth, everything's coming back to life. Uh, so yeah, it's just got a lot of new beginnings energy. Aries itself being the first sign of the zodiac is a very youthful sign. And then when you follow that up with the Scorpio lunar eclipse and you look at the time of year that Scorpio or the Scorpio season, that's the middle fall. You know, by that time usually the leaves have all fallen. Scorpio's synonymous with death because it's the time of year where the sun or the light is during the where daylight is getting shorter. Yeah. Yeah. I think that adds up. That's what happens in the fall. <laughs> at least, at least on our side of the earth. Okay, cool. So we've got a lot of endings and new beginnings because it's a new eclipse cycle and it's in Aries, the first sign of the Zodiac. Yeah. And we're wrapping up the, um, as we're starting these eclipses in the Aries Libra axis, and I think for people listening, um, something I like to mention is when you look at a zodiac wheel at the, at the round chart, each section or each sign in the zodiac has a 30 degree portion of that round wheel. So Aries is directly across from Libra. So when I'm saying axis, that means they're in opposition to one another. So we're finishing up the Taurus-Scorpio axis, Taurus being across from Scorpio. And so this year, um, you know, we're in this transition period. And transitions are very much like endings and new beginnings. So as we transition from the nodes and the eclipses happening uh, in Taurus and Scorpio to Aries and Libra, it really just um, further emphasizes the endings and the new beginning. We have the new beginning in Aries with the solar eclipse on the 20th. And then we're following up with the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Both are Mars ruled signs, which is really interesting too, because when we skip ahead six months to the next. The next eclipses, which will be in late October, early November, they're going to be in Taurus, Libra, and Venus. Interesting. 
so since we're shifting into with the first Aries eclipse, um, you would look at the house that Aries occupies in your chart uh, to kind of see where the focus may shift uh, over this next eclipse season. Eclipse, eclipses aren't like a fast, hard-hitting transit, typically. They're more of a slower-moving type of energy. So you can see events occurring within the realm of whichever house the eclipse is falling up to about six months after. So when I say season, um, that's really what I, yeah, that's what I mean when I say eclipse season, because it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I, ADHD is, brain has taken over. I need more coffee. (laughs) No worries. All right, so I'm just going to kind of cycle back through some of the themes that we've been talking about and summarize. And you let me know if there's something you want to add or if there's something I've forgotten. We're looking at a full moon eclipse in Aries. It's the beginning of a new eclipse cycle because it's changing signs based on some some node stuff, (laughs) you know, to put it in the extremely technical astrology way. And... Yeah, that's exciting. So that's kind of a big deal. And it's happening. It's happening so soon. One of the things that I like to do that we've been doing on Instagram, and we kind of like just wanted to really expand upon in these episodes is talking more in detail about the themes that come up around these full moons, and the various transits that sometimes happen uh, at the same time. And then put together a little tarot spread to kind of help if you're not super well-versed in astrology, uh, figuring out how those themes apply to you, just giving you another option for exploring those themes with cards. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want to like dive into that a little bit. I think we're going to try this time creating the theme, uh, or not, sorry, not the theme, but the tarot spread <laughs> through this conversation. And then we'll put that into a little graphic um, that should be available when this episode drops. But for now, I kind of just want to like talk through it a little bit and pick out a tarot deck to play with. I think the uh, the death card is a really good card to symbolize the moment we're having with you in the transition. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that makes sense. It's beautiful, especially because this isn't like it's no. not just yeah. a full moon. It's it's an eclipse, which is a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger cycle and so it makes sense that it would correspond to like a major arcana death which feels like a a bigger vibe (laughs) for lack for lack of better words around the idea of endings because i feel like you've got you've got several cards in the minor arcana that can represent different kinds of endings Mm -hmm. but death is one of the major arcana things feels much more final like a, a much bigger transition um and of course you know the the required little add-in we're not talking about literal death yeah more like ending yeah yeah just the idea of things things that end whether that's relationships or beliefs that you held about yourself or other people etc etc the idea of things that come to an end 
I'm curious, do you have a card in mind that you feel like really represents big Aries new beginnings kind of energy? You're you're probably better with the tarot. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose it depends on like what aspect of Aries you're really considering. Mm-hmm. When I think of new beginnings, though, I think more of the fool and someone who's ready to just kind of start over um, and and maybe doesn't really have a solid direction picked out yet. <laughs> I pulled that card yesterday. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, and like even... I feel like we're very much pulled. We, we're, we're starting this here. We don't have a direction. Well, we have, like, we have an idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't really know what we're doing. We're just like, you know what? Let's record Friday. We'll just jump off this clip and it'll be fine. Yes, for sure. We've got some vague directions, but we're definitely still working on execution. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you've stuck with us this far, thank you so much. We are still figuring things out. And I really hope you will come back again. <laughs> But yeah, Aries, I feel like it could go one of two ways, depending on where you feel like you are in your life at the moment. Like Fool is very much like new beginnings, but I don't know what's next yet. Uh, But here we go. And the very next card in the Major Arcana is the Magician. And I feel like that's someone who is maybe at the beginning of a cycle because they're creating something new with the resources they have at hand. Um, A little bit of that, like something from almost nothing kind of theme and that feels like Aries energy as well but it's Aries with direction Aries who like has a plan and is now ready to to make that happen and I feel like that's a little bit where where I'm at right now I've got some some fun projects uh, lined up and they are not quite fully formed yet but I know that that's where I'm heading and so I feel like for this spread it would be fun to just have both of these cards as anchors. Pull out your death card and set it at at the top to kind of hold space for things that may be coming to an end in your life. And then I would say like your choice, pick out either the fool or the magician to anchor the new beginnings that might come up this next season and set that at the top. And so we've got our death card out here to anchor our endings. And I would say just pull like if you're doing this on your own, pull maybe two to three cards for like what are some themes or cycles that have come to an end in the last, how long was in the last year, I guess, or? Um, it would be around the late 2021 to early 2020. Okay, so like the last like year and a half, I guess, Eight, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and then do the same thing for new beginnings, I suppose. Like, pull two to three cards for new themes that you're going to be exploring or that you might explore, I guess. I don't like to, like, tell people exactly what they're going to (laughs) do, that you might explore over this new cycle. So we have our death card anchoring the endings from our last eclipse cycle, and I've drawn three cards. We have, for me... It's the magician, but you can choose either the fool or the magician to anchor like your new beginnings, this new eclipse cycle with Aries. And I've drawn three cards there. And I'm just going to pull another card as, and the question I'm going to ask is, what is here to help me transition as I put these 
endings to rest and begin a new cycle. Because sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I have a hard time switching uh, focus, <laughs> setting a thing down, picking the new thing up. It's really easy to just kind of like wander around and lose track of what the hell I'm doing and where I'm trying to go. <laughs> well, this is funny. I haven't said what cards I, I drew for my endings, and my beginnings yet, but for my transition card, I drew the six of swords, <laughs> which is literally like for anyone who's familiar with the Rider Waite Smith, like classic deck is just someone, literally someone in a boat leaving ashore and going on to the next place. So it's a little bit on the nose sometimes. I got the seven of swords. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm sneaking out the door with. But... <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I just have to sneak past a few guards, get to the next place. Maybe you need to ghost somebody who's getting on your nerves. I really hope it's not me. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't be here now. <laughs> I'm really easy to avoid. Like you, We don't live in the same town, so you just have to not pick up the phone. Yeah, what did you get for endings? For endings, I got the King of Swords, Seven of Swords, and Strength. Oh, the, so the King of Swords, the Seven of Swords, and the, what was the last one? Strength, sorry. Strength, oh, it's okay. Interesting. So I've got Temperance, the Five of Wands, and Judgment, which is, which is a lot. I think it's just that Judgment card that's stalking me now for you. Yeah, I feel like I've drawn it several times lately as well. And it's one of those that, yeah, especially when I'm like reading for myself, I personally have uh, a little struggle with sometimes. So maybe, maybe that struggle is going away. That would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> I do feel like if I, if I take it very literally like this fear of judgment mm -hmm. is something that I've always struggled with a little bit and has, has been like a big hindrance in uh, getting this project launched. Mm -hmm. Like it's scary for me, at least as, as a super introvert to like put myself out there for ridicule. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and kind of one of the things I guess I'm, I'm leaving behind, or at least I feel like I'm leaving behind is accepting that, Maybe I'll always have a little bit of fear around that, but I am not going to let that fear rule my life. It cannot stop me from from pursuing the things I'm passionate about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, I get it a lot. From that, I yeah. with that as well. And then the Five of Wands in Temperance. Temperance is another major Arcana card, a lot of times associated with the idea of balance as well as alchemy a little bit, like the idea of you balance all of these things correctly, you can create something amazing with it. And that's definitely something I've struggled with over the last few years. And I feel like I'm getting closer to something that resembles balance in my life, or at least what, what balance is for me. Yeah, both just with like, instead of like have a, getting out and being social again and exercising again and but still working and making time for like taking care of myself in other ways and in reflection and the five of wands just is a card that shows up as conflict sometimes with others sometimes with yourself i think balancing all of those things has been a conflict for me for for quite a while and it feels like that conflict is starting to resolve a little bit 
or at least like worry about it is starting to go away. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your cards? Honestly, on this part, I'd have to think on it, kind of meditate on it for a minute. Yeah. I mean, we can we can talk about it if you want to or not. Um, let me know if you want me to just like cut this. You know, part of, part of doing this in like a very public space is that sometimes we might be like, hmm, that makes sense, but it's kind of personal. I don't want to talk about it. And that's that's cool too. Hi, Natasha here. Just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that due to a combination of audio issues and sharing just some kind of personal stuff, we decided to cut most of Lauren's tarot card reading from this particular episode. Thanks for understanding. We we started. You started with yours first uh, last time. So keep that. <laughs> All right. So it's kind of fun because it's like the magician is anchoring this. We're talking about new beginnings and airy season, the first sign of the zodiac. And I drew the nine of wands, <laughs> which is funny because it's kind of it's it's a card that's like approaching an ending. But I don't I don't think it's necessarily an ending. It's more like you've got this thing and it's a little overwhelming, but you're so close to having it done or having it ready or whatever it is. I'm using the Lightseer's Tarot today, and the image is this woman standing next to a fence that is nearly built. Hers is built out of wands because tarot. Which for me is fun because I feel like I'm finally bringing some projects to fruition that I've literally been thinking about for years, like this podcast and, and um, some other stuff going on that I haven't released yet that I just have almost done so many times. And I'm finally entering a cycle where doing the damn thing and nine of wands is kind of like, Hey, you're this close. Don't give up now, which feels very appropriate. And the three of cups on this card, you have three women who are all just kind of like standing together, their arms together and staring at the sky in a very beautiful way and just having like a moment of deep friendship and connection. And that feels very true for what I've been experiencing this year as well. Like after the last three years, cause like, Obviously, I experienced COVID just like everyone else, which was extremely challenging and isolating. But I also, my husband and I moved to a new town where we didn't know anyone at all early in 2020 before we realized like how long lasting and uh, complicated the pandemic was going to be. And so it's just been really hard to like get out there and kind of reintegrate ourselves back into society and just like meeting people again and we finally have have started to really do that this year and it's super exciting yeah all these new relationships are just extremely nourishing and i'm excited to like keep keep exploring that and then the page of pentacles which is the pentacles are an earth sign and very oriented in like reality i feel like they're very grounded material yeah material like this is this is the real world this isn't like lofty ideas or like big emotions necessarily 
it's like it, it's the here and the now and the practical and what are you going to do and the page is kind of like the beginning seeds of a process that is yeah like the page is planting the seeds of of a process that I'm going to be carefully cultivating for a while if that makes sense it's the beginning of a journey and something that uh, will require diligent, steady, practical effort in order to bring to fruition. And yeah, that, that really lines up with like what I'm hoping to accomplish this year. And it, so. and it also lines up with the, you know, the phase of the new moon. Ooh. Being that the new moon is something that's um, unseen, but it's still that seed that maybe below the ground that's developing and getting ready to sprout in that phase. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I also just realized that I've been saying the full moon for this entire recording. Now I'm questioning (laughs) what I said. I... Maybe I'll put a warning at the top and be like, hey, I said full moon like a hundred thousand times. Ignore me. It's a new moon. It's a new moon eclipse. I know I've been saying full moon the entire time and I feel like a goober. Sorry. Sorry, folks. I've been questioning my whole life now. And like, did I, have I been saying full moon? Um, I, I don't know if you said full moon or if you just like went along with me. I feel like at some point I did, that I just went along with you. Um, Probably you just picked up what I was laying down, and what I was laying down was a bunch of shit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, everyone. This is my fault. Um, but anyways, on April 20th, 2023, on Thursday, it's going to be a new moon, a dark moon. You won't see the moon. <laughs> I am so sorry. I totally knew that. It's in all my notes. But sometimes my mouth just says things mm-hmm. and it was wrong. Oh my gosh. Head so point. silly. But my, my goodness. Anyways, so new moon, new moon on Thursday, new beginnings. <laughs> uh, all right. We're coming up uh, on time here soon. Our last card, what can help us transition from these endings to these new beginnings. And I have <laughs> very on the nose. I got the six of swords, someone in a boat, literally leaving ashore, heading to the next one. Yeah. It was just like, do, do the thing. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, if you want a little bit of nuance with it, I suppose there is also sometimes like this particular card in the light series tarot deck. It is a woman in a boat and she's going somewhere, but she's also, she's holding a suitcase. And I think it's interesting when we end one cycle and begin the next or like leave one place and go to the next. It's interesting to ask ourselves what is worth bringing with us? What are we going to put in our luggage to take on to the next cycle? And what are we going to leave behind? Yeah. And that's, that's beautiful. I really think like the cards that I drew for the endings, the cycles that are ending for me kind of just really reflect the lessons that I have learned over this last eclipse cycle. And obviously any wisdom I've gained from that is what I'm going to want to bring with me. Yeah, this has been awesome. It's been interesting. <laughs> a little <laughs> interesting. <laughs> a little bit chaos, confusion, 
you know, everything, everything in between. But yeah, it's good. It's good to have this first, this first episode under our belts. Mm-hmm. And unless you have anything to add or might move, move into some outros. I'm just really frustrated with my, my Mercury and Aries right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I just keep start, I just start talking and then I was like, where am I going? Such a frustrating. It's okay. It's okay. It's what editing's for and we can only go up from here. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, this has been amazing. Lauren, can you let us know where everyone can find you? I'm on Instagram at Firemoon uh, Astrology. I have an email and it's firemoon.astro. I think something that I didn't mention, I'm a Sagittarius moon. So Firemoon Astrology, that's where uh, that name comes from. My Sagittarius moon, which is um, very prominent in my heart. And I'm a Virgo rising. I Virgo rising. Sagittarius moon. Firemoon astrology. And we'll have your email and your Instagram linked in the show notes for sure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Us, me. It's just me here, guys. <laughs> it's, it's me and my dog. Sorry. <laughs> it was a pleasure joining you and your dog. All right. Until the next actual full moon, <laughs> not new moon. <laughs> Yeah. We'll see you then, guys. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye.